podcast has changed my life. Shannon, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be met. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! You... We have to apologise. We? Well... You. Me? Yeah, well, you don't have to apologise. You, so basically... To, to backtrack, we did an episode of this podcast where we whispered. Whispered. And then... It was met... We with- rushed back into the studio to do an apology episode, so there were two episodes in one week, so that no one felt shortchanged, and then you profusely apologised for the whispering. Can I, I say, refused no, to apologize. we agreed initially to apologise because it was met with almost universal negative feedback. We agreed... People getting in touch. We agreed to do another episode... Kind of by way of an apology, I suppose. But yeah. we never agreed to apologize. You never agreed to say the words. No. But I did feel bad about it. Yeah. I was like, anyway, I think like I jumped the gun because yeah. it's I think you owe everyone an apology. I know. For everyone. your apology. No, not the people that hated the whispering episode. Oh, we can't they don't You I can't have one thing to some people and one thing to other people, can you? I think we're splitting now the podcast in the the podcast. We'll do an episode for different people each time. What do you mean? So it's like Oh, like a different algorithm, so it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like you can have two podcast streams. Yeah. Okay, so forget this stream. <laughs> we're gonna abandon now. this one. Yeah, we're gonna have two new ones. One is pro whisperer and another is Yeah, and we, and they just go they coexist mm. like a parallel universe okay. vibe the entire time. That is not bad. But but still no, we can't whisper again. I'm not ready to commit to that, but I think we're getting like forget that. Obviously, not soon. But are you? But I'm apologising. So you, I want to apologise for not sticking to my guns and probably yep. not supporting you enough. Well, but you you say sticking to your guns, but really, I remember you using the words. Um, well, I actually don't remember the words. <laughs> <laughs> Just a man who was absolutely about to lie. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to make up words. And then it's like, oh, no. No, but you said that your first instinct was that it was bad. Yes, and then exactly. the apology thing, you were like... I felt justified. Yeah, you're like, I, sh- mm. I, I should have trusted my first instinct. Words yeah, yeah, yeah. of that effect were used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as And now you're saying your first instinct was... No, my first instinct is to support you. Okay, Because you're, nice. you're my co-pilot. Yes, here, right? totally. So I need to... Like, yeah. back you. But then yes. my content instinct was like, this mm. is bad. Mm. Then it did feel justified with, like, the universal hate. Okay. Was, and it was hate. People were like, bad. We don't like it. I don't think it. it was hate. There was one which was, like, no good. Do you remember that? Yeah. That, if that's hate to you, then you need to get a thicker skin. Because that's <laughs> that's dismissive. Well, people aren't going to be right. DM be like, that was a fucking shooter. Yeah, well, they would. I mean. What do you mean? People like, do that kind of shit Yeah, but, time. like, if it was on an open forum on the internet where there's, mm. like, they're anonymous. But they're it would not be gonna, strange like, to listen to something for half an hour. Yeah, and, and then, then get it. hateful totally. But I should have supported you. Yeah, and I I apologise to you more so than the listener. I don't think you owe me an apology. I think it's been fun, but I think you owe people who liked it an apology for your apology. The people that yes. and the, no, the, yeah, the yeah, person yeah. that you've let down the most is yourself. You reckon I've let down myself? <laughs> I don't think I've let down myself. For flip-flopping like this. <laughs> well, flip-flopping. You're bad. You're, you're sorry. You're not More sorry. Like you like it. You're, you're loud. You're soft. <laughs> I'm allowed to change my <laughs> Who opinion. are you, mate? No one's ever done a whispering podcast before. <laughs> we don't know how people react to it. <laughs> totally. I think as well, and I need to credit, that's why I got my phone out before, someone on Twitter, Hail from the Pale. That's their- Hail um, from the Pale. I said I'd shout him out because he made a point that I was kind of going to make, but- then you can't, you can't prove that. You know what I mean? Like I was gonna say this, but oh, then yeah, forgot, but and then he know. said it, and so it's like. So you have to shout out. Well, I have to like give him pale. credit because otherwise, like it's it's just difficult to prove that you already had something in your mind when someone says it. Uh, I would have believed you. But basically, I think that 
people who enjoy whispering are by definition softer people who are like not softer like emotionally but mm. softer um physically in, yeah <laughs> no in their like their voice that like they're pro whispering uh. they're kind of maybe a bit quieter maybe a bit more introverted less likely to reach out and complain or uh. say that they like something reach out to a podcast so basically also i don't know if you're familiar with this but in general um, people in the media and, and, and stuff will say that apparently there's been studies, apparently you're four times more likely to reach out to someone if you didn't like something, to complain about like a TV well, show you didn't like this, or something. Yeah. People very rarely reach out to say totally something. And I think four times is kind of like being a bit generous, if anything. That's it, yeah, more. So not only was the people who didn't like the Whisper episode, them reaching out, obviously that's going to be, the, more people are going to say they didn't like mm. it um, than people that liked it. They're just going to enjoy it themselves and not tell anyone about it. But also I think... People who did enjoy it are, by definition, quieter people, so are more or less likely, sorry, to reach out to us. Interesting. Um, there's a lot. So I mean, two, there's two things there. Why the data w- was basically skewed. But then, so when we got that negative feedback, that w- that wasn't reflective of the the, the greater oh, listenership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just the portion that didn't yeah. like it. Who are the probably these yellers? Exactly. These psycho extroverts. And the silent are- majority up down uh, <laughs> uh, listening at home, the loving flyover, whispering. Flyover listeners. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I mean, also, I think it was like a jog, like it was just kind of a, a kick into life for these people that liked it. Yes. That you know, they never compliment. They never compliment. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome. Is that, and then is they that? then they saw all this hate, and they were yes. like, they were. It was like a call to action. Yeah, it was. They came in and they're like, we've got to support the team here. I mean, that's what's kicked this off. Just to make it clear, we've received an outpouring of oh, support so, for the whispering now after the, the apology <laughs> to the point where it's like. It's it's like two to one almost to the support. Yeah, to the point where Johnson, the ultimate people pleaser, doesn't know what to do because it's like there's people I'm, saying this, like, or, people like saying to the that. point now where I'm, I'm gonna, just trying to make you people. I'm going to talk in a half whisper, like <laughs> yeah. to try to satisfy. What everyone. do you want from me, but, please? Hi guys, how's it going? <laughs> Here's everybody happy. happy. <laughs> That's all. But I do like this parallel, like uh, these two podcast streams mm. going off. So, like today's today, it splits. Oh. We go in one direction, we come it back. It sounds another. awful. And can I say, I think we owe Choose it to Choose your people. own adventure. I think we should stop talking about yeah. <laughs> the most navel gazing couple I mean, of we could episodes. I mean, we could get rid of this. We could cut this No, out. no, no. We've got to address um, the outpouring. The one, another thing that I wanted to mention mm. is um, a, a bit of an inside baseball reflection as well which you're familiar with is that um we're in this new studio mm, and we've been filming um us talking uh, very for- unsuccessfully may i add oh look just you know that is one downside of the whisper episode yeah because there were some great bits oh yeah, okay. of, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, we, we, we've got this all on tape we yeah, could yeah. release it all on youtube the, or i suppose the idea is that if on the off chance we say something funny you could chuck something up on on social media mm. and yeah this you just can't, can't put, with it with put video of you whispering up so that no. was all immediately unusable but then last when we did the apology one we filmed all that too yeah we've got sd cards in these two cameras mm. and um i took the sd cards out sure. after um after the episode and then it's um my, my next job <laughs> was to put them into my computer and have and a look upload the videos and yep. then share them with you right yep. and uh, i got when i got home i put the um one sd card in and then there was the footage of uh, you i think and i'm like perfect awesome. and then uh, uploaded that to dropbox and then i got the second sd card put that in and then there was no footage of me i'm like oh well, that's weird mm. but then there was Sounds a little like label on the sd podcast card. <laughs> no <laughs> it's actually we're missing a vital element <laughs> i would argue <laughs> Um, it had a little label. I'm like, fuck, this isn't my SD card. So these cameras have two SD cards in them. I didn't know that. I've taken the wrong one out. I've taken the studio's one. Where was the other one? Just on the table or something. It was in the camera still. 
Oh. there's two in there. Two go in there. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's got two slots. Fancy. I didn't God, know that. Fancy so, camera. Yeah, I know. So, I just took one out. Anyway, there are a few videos on this SD card. Mm. Pretty much all of them except one were of Spanion. Yeah. Who Love apparently Spanion. comes in here too. I didn't know Spanion. Who is maybe the toughest guy in the world. He's been in prison. He has <laughs> He's a book the scariest on being in prison. Man. He also does like Instagram tutorials on like how to do cycles of steroids when you're at right. the gym. Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's crazy. He's huge. He's huge. from Sydney. Yeah. He's tough. He's scary. He's been to prison and yeah. I had some of his property. <laughs> man, that's so te- actually terrifying. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I've ever been more. Man, what you should have done is cut me interviewing Spanion. Yeah. Me being like, what do you think about whispering? And he's like, <laughs> fucking in the slammer, dude. That guy would never whisper. Although, maybe in the slammer you do. I reckon you'd whisper so much. Mm. You'd be like, fucking, we're going to shank. <laughs> we're going to shank Jono. Well, there'd be lots of talk of, shrank, of shanking. But then, I suppose that the next logical conclusion is that he might have had our footage. Now, that's so scary. And that's scary to, Imagine to think him, of him on his laptop watching us. Watching you. Not even oh, yeah, me. True. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> This is like also because it's like I always wonder what genuinely tough people think is cool. Yes, totally. And so he's doing a podcast, and he's I, I've watched his podcast, right? Actually, and it's kind of good. It's mm. like quite serious chats. I learned like the origins I mean, of an esche from his podcast. What do you mean? Like on oh, the term, the term esche oh. and where the term came from. So, oh, like right. it's quite educational. It's, yeah, it's really good. God. And then watching whatever the fuck we talk about, mm. it would be the most like. He would see it as like a very emasculating podcast. Emasculate, like for him. Yeah. Or no, for, for like the listeners to listen but maybe to. But maybe he'd think it, maybe it would make him feel tough. Because it'd be like, I could. That's what the thing is. If I was him, everything you watched, every person you saw talk, you'd be like, I could kill them. No, but isn't that why he's <laughs> kind of like, good? people like him. It's a bit of like the Chopper Reed thing. It's like a bad, oh, he's bad a- boy with a heart of gold. Totally. He does seem kind of nice, but like he nice until he's not, you know, like mm. if you wronged him, let's say, I don't know, stole one of his SD cards. <laughs> From his very highly listenable podcast. Like, exactly. You could be, soon you'd be SD. Mm. Um, what, what does that stand Surely for? dying. Surely dying. <laughs> <laughs> I add shitting diarrhea first. I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. No, that does. You would be shitting diarrhea. Be sh- Did you shit? Yeah. I'd be shitting diarrhea about to surely die. <laughs> I saw him at Frango's once. Oh, yeah. Just eating like a whole chook. Oh, what, oh he himself. gets a whole chicken. Yeah, that and that's sense. kind of yeah. like, okay. that's all you need to know He's about this guy. He's twice the man as me. I got a half at best. Oh, a half, a few chippies just to mm. kind of round it out the sides. He's just sitting down to a whole chook. Oh, my God. A whole animal. Good lord! Um, but anyway, we've, we'll be fine from that. I hope do, so. But yeah, anything. if there's if this is the last one, then you know why. No, it's, we'll keep pushing on through. He can't. No, stop he could us. kill us. No, he's not going to kill us over a podcast. But no, you know what? Actually, I turn. Fuck Spaniard. <laughs> Start whispering that, Tom. Whisper, whisper, whisper. Fuck, fuck Spaniard. I'm drunk with power. <laughs> What if? And you if find, you're watching this, you just look at the camera. I challenge you to what would duel. Be, no, not a okay. What would be like the thing that I could duel him that would be like halfway th- between our wheelhouses, like a game of chess? But that I'd beat him. That no, match, surely uh, he seems like a pretty smart guy. Sure, I'd beat but him you're at chess, pretty though, good. At, you're on. good at chess. There's, the chances he'd beat me at chess are relatively low. I would say. What about? Have no, you seen? I don't want to be cocky, but dude, like, come what about on. This? He have you look seen like a that chess um, aficionado? That chess fighting game. 
So oh, chess boxing. Chess boxing. No, that doesn't count. Yeah, that's so what they is box. It like, and then you, they do a round I take of your peas, then you get to punch me or something? Or you actually oh, box? Oh, no, I think it's a boxing. They do a round of boxing, and then they in the gap, they come and sit down, and they play a few moves of chess, and then they go back up, and then they box a bit more, and then they come down and play the chess. And that wouldn't per- work. The person that wins the boxing generally, generally win the... I've never watched of enough of it to know exactly how it's structured. If you had CTE going on, it's very hard to... That's what I mean. I, th- I would die in the first round against Benyon. Oh, yeah. And I'd never get to the chess, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, It'd yeah. It'd be checkmate the first punch. Okay, well, maybe something like... <laughs> I think so still scary. he would like something somewhat athletic. Maybe you could do one of those, like a decathlon. Mm. But you both get to equally pick the sports. Okay. Well, what about and just no like combat. debating? No. He'd be good. He's a he would very charismatic guy. But what if the subject is like, you know, I mean, if it's prison, he probably wins. <laughs> what do you mean? If you How to set, debates like, usually aren't just like prison. No, but They're I like, mean, if it's in that wheel, like if yeah. it's a, a subject is within shanking prison. Yeah, exactly. Actually cool. Is it like ethical to beat someone up in prison? Mm. You know, whatever. I'm sure he could ha- take you there. But if it's like... Oh, I don't, look, I don't know the guy, mm. so I don't want to jump in. I just don't think it should be debating. I think it should be somewhat physical. Yeah, You're but that, a sporty but that's guy. His, but that's his wheelhouse. He's stronger than you, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, like, you could oh, both move. What about I, a, run, a classic running race? Long distance running, I'd get him at some point. I reckon you'd definitely get him. What about a 800, me- 800, 800 meters? Oh, 800 fun. meters would really... Oh, my God. That sorts everything out, 800 he would, meters. If he's on steroids, I think I have him. Steroids. Okay. <laughs> What do you mean? Is that not how you say it? I thought you said, it's, isn't it steroids? Is it steroids, not steroids? I think it's steroids. Steroid. Oh, see, that's how it just well, maybe I'm who I am. No, 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 steroids sounds right. Just say juicing. 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 All right. Spanion, <laughs> this is my challenge to you. <laughs> I challenge you to a an 800-meter running race. Yeah. And, and we- then I'm going to use the footage from the SD card that I stole yeah, to we- put in here, him agreeing to it. Oh, that's really good. Oh, and does the winner get to keep the SD card with the footage? I've already returned it <laughs> out of fear. <laughs> the winner gets to, I don't know, he's never going to fucking he might, agree to this. He might be a fan. We don't know. Yeah. Do you ever wonder that, like, that secretly you might have, like, a comedy fan that you don't know about that you really respect and like? That's scary. Because in my head, all the people that I respect doing yeah. whatever they do, in my head, they would just love... Michael, like, imagine if you were performing. Hang on, like, you assume they'd love it. No, no, no. But in the no, I don't assume. Mm. But I've kind of got a thing being like they would appreciate me because I appreciate them. I know oh, that's completely incorrect. I have the opposite. Completely incorrect. That if I admire them, then they would never deign to admire me oh back. My God, that's low self confidence. No, it's not. I think you think it's that's realism. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they're often more accomplished than you if you are admiring them. People don't don't admire down generally. Mm, you know I know, I, mean? I know, but I, there's something about like whatever influence they've had on me. I feel like they would see a part of them in me. Oh, that's true. Do People I mean? do so like, like looking at how kind of, uh, I suppose, contemplating how influential they are when they watch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that but would it, be it would break my heart if I did comedy in front of like Mark Knopfler. From, Who is that? From like Dire Straits. The guitar oh, player. okay. And if he got up, which he probably would, he's like a 70 year old man now. Yeah. If he just stood up and walked out. Oh, my God. Is this yeah. the kind of thing that you imagine when you go to sleep at night? Sometimes I do, yeah. <laughs> Just, like, making yourself really sad. Because I... Just wait. imagining fucking... So, I, bu- I had a, one of the biggest comedy deaths of all time oh. on Monday at the, at the Collingwood... Oh, my God, true. The Collingwood Football President's Lunch. I don't go for the Collingwood Football So, there club. was a Collingwood Football, and it was what, at, like, 1 p.m.? It was at 1.45 it was, I started. Okay. And it was... Every, like, how many people were there? 
Five to six hundred. Five to six hundred in a big function room at the MCG. At the MCG in like the box up there in some fancy room. Well, it's, it's just in. It's the one of the fun, the Olympic room. It's called. It's yes. huge. It's the, the big room, and it looks out. The, all the windows just look out onto the MCG. And it's you, like as fancy as you could do a gig at. Everyone's in a suit. Everyone's in a suit. Everyone's in a suit. And it's the president's cup. What do you mean? I thought there'd only be one president. So they call it the president's lunch. So the president puts the it's. Oh, they do it yearly yes. on the queen's birthday, right before the game against oh, the. This demons. is some traditional, real shit. traditional. And every year they have a comedian come, and I don't know how I got the call. Like it's not like a comedy show. Yeah, there's just. This, Are there other speakers? Yeah, the president spoke, and then I think <laughs> the tr- the Victorian treasurer or someone spoke. No, yeah, there was like really? a big politician. The treasurer speaking. of the state. <laughs> it was hosted by. Um, <laughs> It was hosted by one of the Channel 9 news reporters. Oh, my God. She was emceeing. And normally Brian Taylor does it, if you follow AFL. He's no, like, I don't. like this big AFL what, commentator. He, what? Normally he's the MC okay. every year, but he had to do the broadcast that day. Okay. So it was his Channel 9. And what was the normal comedian doing? Well, who knows? what the? It's, well, I won't be back. I can tell you. You don't think? It was bad. It was really? so bad. So bad. Like... Ten minutes. You have to do ten minutes. I also messaged you before for jokes. Yes. Yeah. Well, not really for jokes. I was no, looking no, no, for moral yeah. support. You were looking for support, and, and you, I just kept sending through jokes. You kind of gave me jokes that I couldn't use. But anyway, I would my like point, to read a few of those. Out. Read them out. But my point was right. So if I did that to the football team that I support, <laughs> yes. Oh, it would and break I your bombed heart. that. Like I, I don't know what because I was in a dark place. I very rarely get really sad after I bomb, mm. but I was like. Really, I was like, that was so bad. It was like so embarrassing. I did like sulk away, like just leave the room. And I feel like, of- to be fair to you, those scenarios are kind of very difficult to win. It's it- not an environment set up for comedy. People are kind of, and this is what I was saying to you before. I do think that in these scenarios, I don't know why they get a comedian. I'm not sure if this is the case. I think they imagine I think it one, going really well. One comedian's done really well at some point yeah. in one of these things and really ruined it. Not and ruined like, it because, I mean, you, you get paid heaps of money, so it's fine. Totally. It's like, I also think it's a bit of a flex on behalf of whatever the organization is, whether it's a company at a Christmas party, lunch, or like a thing like this. It's like, look what we can pay for just some guy mm. that you might recognize to come and... Dance around like a clown for you. That's what it was. That's the fucking sway that we have in this organization. We can just get people to do that. And then there is something about enjoying the power of sitting there eating a steak with, mm, in a suit, watching someone really flail about trying to impress you. Makes you feel very powerful. Um, and, and it's really not about art or comedy or anything. It's about power and mm. humiliation. <laughs> I think it because I think they enjoyed seeing me struggle. Yeah. Because that's what it was. It was a struggle. I don't it know. Mainly if men that. in the room. No, I'd say 50-50 gender 50-50, split. 50-50. Okay. Or maybe not 50-50, 60-40. <laughs> but like they enjoy, yeah, they all got served their meals and then it's like time for the comedian. Mm. But I genuinely think that they felt like a sense of pride in being like, yeah. you are going to have to be, this is going to have to be the best thing I've ever seen for us to totally. even get like a little whimper. Because they think they're us. special for being there as well, which they are. Like, I, I Well, mean, so that's the breakdown. So a lot of it's like board members, Collingwood mm. supporters. This time they, they were bored, B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have maybe done. That might have been. <laughs> that would have maybe killed if I did that. <laughs> maybe killed. But God, also, right. it was like so. It's all the fancy people associated, their guests or whatever. Mm. But then I think you can just buy a ticket for like oh. two and a half grand. Oh, I think they have limited, it. or you can buy a table for. Is it a fundraiser for the club or something? I assume the club just gets some money. But like, why? It's just part of being like one of those swanky. Mm. It's just like you're. Well, I mean, it is a club, but it's also just this thing that you're in, and it's yeah. like it's a big deal to go to the thing and go to the president. And the president did like 
a 40-minute speech before me. 40? It was so long. About so what? Long. I mean, the football club. What, like, uh, how are they going well this season? They're doing, they won, yeah, they're doing okay. Oh, they're yeah. kind of in the eight, but like, they're, no, I guess just like their legacy. It's all this legacy. It's mm. old Melbourne shit. And you weren't allowed to talk about certain topics. Well, they sent me a bunch of things I couldn't talk yeah, about. Yeah, like Eddie Maguire. Eddie or, Maguire's off. Nathan yeah. Buckley's off. The racism, the racism investigation. Thing, yeah. The player, Heredia, couldn't talk about him. Yes. Um, Jordan DeGoey, who, um, who like assaulted someone in mm. New York and he's back playing already. Yes. And then there was a, bunch, a few other ones that were good. But then the last line was anything that paints Collingwood in a bad light. So totally. I thought I would get up there and just start doing... I had written like... Yeah. I was going to do like... You know when someone hosts the Oscars? And Bit of ribbing. Well, yeah, yeah. So I got up and then I was like... And we know do... how well that's gone recently, by the way. <laughs> Getting slapped by Eddie Maguire. <laughs> He's in there. He's in the room. Was he in there? Yeah, I'm making eye contact. Eddie Maguire. Eddie Maguire's watching me bow. I'm stressed for you. That's my voice was like normally I'm quite a confident like Mm. person on stage, but I felt like a small kid doing a talent quest. Oh. Like my voice wasn't even strong. It was like I could hear the weakness in my voice. It was like because I opened, this is what I opened with. Right. I walked up and I said, I've had nightmares about performing to five hundred Collingwood supporters, mm. and that got like a bit of a a bit of a laugh. Like I didn't yeah. even mean because because Collingwood supporters, I don't know much about AFL. It's just kind of the big bad. The joke is that they're the naughtiest. Yeah, they're kind right? of criminals or whatever. You joke about that, yes. but they're the biggest team or whatever. Mm. And then I made a joke about there's like a real hack joke about Melbourne Demons supporters because they've always been so bad that they go to the snow during like football season. Yes. So, so this is the kind of in joke that you're dude, perfect for the show. So I I just very quickly in a passing joke so I could get to my next bit. Yes. I just said oh, I was also supposed to do the demons lunch after this but they couldn't organize me a chopper to Mount Buller in time. That gets oh a laugh. Oh my god. And I'm like I'm off. Here. And Mount Buller what's that? that that's Mount, just where people in that's Victoria the, that's go skiing. That's one of the snow places, yeah, right. in Victoria. Yeah. Gosh. So I'm off at this yes. point. Like I'm doing real well. And then I said speaking of snow, I ran into Bailey Smith out the front, <laughs> who got caught doing cocaine last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that got met with boos. Really? Like heaps of people like boo, and then people were shaking their head, and I was but, like, he doesn't he's play not for a Collingwood player. I think they were just like, whoa, you know, we're all, you know, yeah, we're all friends here. Yeah, totally. And then that's when but I- But he was in the news for like holding a little bag of cocaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But did you do the little cupcake bit? I didn't do the cupcake, but See, I had planned was... to go in. So you gave me some jokes to do on the back of this. Well, we were just riffing about that because in that photo, he's holding up a little bit of a little... like Coke in like a little baggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in a photo, prove it's Coke. Like it could be flour. Well, totally. And we were saying that he should come out with like, he, like the next day, just release a photo of him with these tiny little muffins, mm, and, and that's how he cooks. And yeah, yeah he cooks with like little <laughs> tiny ingredients because he only wants like a little tiny amount, and he should have a little tiny bit of like egg and if a little. The, well, tiny if bit the of- AFL was smart, they mm. should. They should get like one of the prominent AFL players to do like a cooking video, yeah, like a baking thing. Or just put him on the little bags and just, <laughs> and then that's why they have them there. And then they'll never get caught doing cocaine again. And they love baking so much that whenever they go to the nightclubs, they mm. always have some flour on them, just in case someone's like, "I've got a tiny little oven." Do you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Make? Or just to show cocaine. girls and take them into the bathroom to like prove that they love cooking. They love cooking because baking. girls love it when you love to cook. They do a Great Australian Bake Off football edition. <laughs> 
it's actually genius really PR. And it makes it's them tiny. feel really big because they're yeah. athletes. Oh, yeah, they love it. Their muscles are See, this stuff in comparison. would have gone I all think, right. well, I was planning to try to riff this. Yes. But oh, they're not riffing up there in front of Eddie Maguire. No, but I thought, it, it's crazy how I was nervous, but I did think it would go well. Yes. Because I thought that was a solid enough start. The snow and then, yeah. And then on the back of that Bailey Smith joke, mm. I was then going to do a gag about, I was going to say, oh, lovely guy, I think he's got bladder problems though he kept zipping to the toilet yes and then i was going to be like michael beveridge who's the coach of his team yes i was going to be like he's very disappointed um not because of the coke but because there's not a fox footy journal he can throw under the bus this time because <laughs> of when he got angry it's like it was all That's inside afl joke stuff yeah but once they started booing i was i i just freaked out and i was like so i've got a girlfriend and like went into material yeah and that's when it really started what about something bad. like oh michael beveridge um no wonder he minds a few Oh, yeah. Doesn't mind a few. Doesn't mind a few. You yeah. Know, that would have been good. Does he drink a lot? Well, we don't know. Mr. He's, Beverage? He's quite, he's quite okay. fit or whatever. Yeah. But that's pretty good. What, what? But you had some other jokes, which in hindsight, I wish I had a go at. Okay. So, I had one. Um, I haven't been in an MC space G this big <laughs> since I fucked that gangster rapper last year. And M- I haven't been in an MC G. So, yeah, it's like an MC G. G, like an MC gangster. Yeah. Like a master of ceremonies. Yeah, so you're in an MC. It's just yeah. a pun on MCG. It is a pun. It could have gone okay. I feel like if I had given that time. Yeah. But the worst part, when you do a joke and they don't laugh and then you hear the cutting of the steak. Oh, like they're eating the at plate. the same yeah, time. Yeah, they're eating. This is really why you're there, just to have something up there um, while they eat. Because they don't, all the people organizing the event as well, like the president, he doesn't want to be bombing when everyone's eating. No, he wants full attention. He wants full attention. Okay, what about this? Something about the AFL ref showing his mates how big a fish he caught. Because you know how mm. when someone yeah, they scores, go like, they go choo and they have their fingers out. Yeah. I feel like, like not, not now, Gary. You yeah, just not, kicked a goal. It's like, I want to know what the score is, not how big the fish you caught last that's really year good. is. See, that's good. That and could then, work. And then every time there's a behind, they show you how big their penis is. I they reckon their finger. that would have gone that's, very good if I yeah. did that. I think I could have done that and been like, I'm from Sydney. I'm learning a lot about yes. your game. The one thing that confuses me mm-hmm. is why the umpires always brag at how big these fish they caught <laughs> They do it at the most inconvenient times when they kicked a goal. They're always like, look at that. Look at that brim. Yeah, I know that this is now the time you're on TV, but it's no time to be showing off about <laughs> I get that it. fish we love you fish. caught. Yeah, that's really funny. Look, and then tag know. it with the behind thing. Um, that's good. How about something about how the umpires are in love with the players and they're too shy to even look at them when they throw the ball in? Mm, that's just something because they-, they face away. When they throw the ball in, which is what I've always found. See, I do think that these are good. These are good ideas. But I, in my mm. head, I was like, "It's so." This is the president's. <laughs> yeah. Problem. Like I needed to go niche. Magpies? Are you kidding me? Who in their right mind would would support a magazine about pies? That's really good. That one. <laughs> no, it's not. I feel like you would get if you opened with that riff about baking. Mm. You would get some. Warm. Oh, here's a line about that. The flower was self-raising, just like Bailey's childhood. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he, you know, uh, yeah, that's good. But he's like this. He's all I hear is a, he's meant to be a good role model. He is. He was making bread rolls. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Tiny, tiny bread rolls. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I like that. That's good. I mean, that's they I in hindsight, any of those jokes would have helped me. They're all just puns. Yeah, it was really bad. Like it was quite a traumatic experience. Mm. But um, what about like a, I'm going to lock in B for bombing in front of Eddie Maguire. Mm. 
Can I phone a friend, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. Eddie, can I... Well, and, and then phone me in and then I do those jokes. Oh, that's you hold great. hold the mic up to... Uh, me up to the mic, the phone up to the mic. That's funny if I'm like, I've called my friend Tom. I would need to phone a friend. Do you have any jokes? Because I've asked the audience and the audience will not they don't, like They're me. not keen at all. <laughs> um, at about the seven minute mark of my mm. 10 minute set, the Living End started their set on the oh, MCG. Oh my God. That didn't, that didn't go down. That was quite mm. difficult to combat as well. I mean... They literally have an album called White Noise. Mm. Oh, that, That's probably what you're already hearing in their head. All I can hear from the Olympic room up the top is White Noise. <laughs> so, they're on the middle of the ground. Everyone's like Are they practicing or something? No, they were performing. Was this in the middle of the game? No, this was before the game. Oh, so people are coming in. So, the crowd is filling up. Oh. And it's also that Neil Danaher game for like brain research. Everyone's doing that thing where they're like, so there's, while I'm performing, yeah. there's celebrities. We're talking, you know, like Hamish Blake, for example, oh. is on a slide. They slide what do you them. Mean di- a slide? They build this slide that goes down the MCG row into like this pool at the bottom filled with ice. What are you talking about? This is what ha- This is what was this happening. This is like the ice bucket challenge, but backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do it every year in the AFL. The ice doesn't go on my head. I go into the fucking ice. They go into the ice. So they slide <laughs> I don't want the them. ice coming in on my I'm going to come down on the fucking ice. Well, I think it's also better for them, but you don't waste the water because <laughs> oh, it's just yeah, one that's ice why. thing and you go They're into it. trying to one-up the ice bucket challenge. Well, yeah. I mean, they did pretty much copy it, exactly. Mm. But yeah, so like... Hamish Blake was doing it. There was like, I think Eddie probably went back around and did it. Like all these big Are they celebrities nude? do it. They're no, they, they wear like fun costumes. Okay. Yeah. So That's they're sliding down, jumping have in. Have people not see their nipples mm, or their penis? Well, I mean, surely they're not nude, but like, imagine even Eddie Maguire in speedos would be like too much mm. for the for the public. Everyone would go home. Yeah. From the game. Exactly. Like, Come on. And so that's happening behind you. That's happening during. Like that's more interesting. And then the living end kick in. Good lord. How much are we getting paid for this? I can't reveal that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you can. I can't reveal Thousands. that kind of stuff. Thousands of dollars. Yeah, but like yeah. I'm not like I'm not going to reveal the amount. Why not? No. I told everyone what I got for the TikTok fest. One thousand. No. For five minutes of bombing. Well, it was more than that. Yeah, four thousand. I'm not gonna. You, you. I reckon just, five thousand. You can just work out what you think. It yeah, was. I would say he'd be getting five thousand for ten minutes. So. I did any- eight though. Well, so I'm worried I'm not going to get the part like the full amount of money. Oh yes, you will. Everyone listening at home who felt bad for him, $5,000. No, but this is what you said to me afterwards. Mm. You said it is just an exercise in embarrassment. How much would you, like, what price would you embarrass Mm. yourself almost as badly as you could? That's what I felt at the TikTok thing. It's like, I've got to do five minutes, like, Delta Goodrum is here, Mm. um, and other people I don't care about, (laughs) but Delta Goodrum, someone who I've, like, was in love with when I was 14, semi-ironically, um, now I have to uh, basically, yeah, humiliate myself. There's no way to win over the crowd. I'm you just here to kind of like get people used to the fact that someone's talking. It's just humiliation. That's kind of what you're being paid to do. The reason that it attracts a fee in the thousands is because no one else wants to go up and just no one wants bomb to and like because it's too humiliating. So we need someone who's used to this level of humiliation, and that's actually the no skill one's... set you bring. It's not funniness. It's it's how used to humiliation you are. <laughs> I was a kid with dreams. <laughs> like, how is this my life that I'm like I can't be embarrassed and, and I'll do it for cash? And no, but then also it's the feeling when you get there, and this is how I felt at the TikTok thing. It's like I do have a higher threshold for humiliation now because course, you do comedy for yes. years. So that is a special skill I can bring, but I still get humiliated. You like get the so threshold humiliated. means that I can handle it, and it doesn't seem as bad for me. 
Well, it's like and a stunt double. It. They still get hurt. It still hurts. They're good at getting hurt. And all the people and the producers are acting like it doesn't hurt. They're like, yeah, so you just go up there and just do that, and then that'll be nothing. They're talking about it like it's nothing. It's like, can we talk about it like it's humiliating? Because it is. I still feel it. I'm still Dude, a Dude, you being. feel it so much. Yeah. Afterwards, I, I, I was shattered. Like, I walked up. And then I did a gig last night, and mm. I was still yeah. scared. I was scared up there. Totally. From this, it was, so after I bought, so I gave the, the, the lady that was in charge of me, I gave her my jacket mm. when I got there. And she was like, oh, you can come and grab it off me at the end. Ooh. And as soon as I, I got back and she already had it mm. waiting for me <gasps> no. to be like. As in you are going to want to leave. She knew you'd she want knew, to leave. She was like, you can stay and have a meal if you want. But I yeah. was like, everyone in there <laughs> would have been like, that was so embarrassing. Like, why did they get that guy? But then, so hang on. You, yeah, the Bailey Smith thing bombs. Mm. You bail out, Bailey Smith out of all your... Other kind of topical material. No, I did one other material. joke halfway through. I said Essendon um, celebrated their 150th birthday mm. this week, which is a huge deal for them. Um, although if you've watched Essendon play this year, you might be for- accused of, oh, no, forgiven for thinking their players are 150. Years they're, old. They're not going Oh, they've well. been playing. Yeah, yeah nice. And that got some chuckles. That got some chuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have been like, I should join the Bombers for my performance up here. Uh, yeah. I did reference I was bombing as well. Oh, did you? Because just before The Living End played, a siren went off. Yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's my time to go. And that killed. Oh, that went like, well. yeah. Oh, that must be the end of the end of my set. And that could be Interesting. No, and then I did get... Uh, the closing bit got some laughs. Yes. But not enough to warrant... No. Like, it was like people were laughing, but not like... Maybe like 40 <laughs> out of people the 500. Of, yeah. I think as well that your threshold for success... Is too high because you're you're comparing it to, to a normal, a gig, normal comedy course. gig, and it's never going to be that. It's never going to be like that level. No. So it sounds like you complied and will at least be paid. I hope I get paid. The Socceroos are into the World Cup. Thank God, it's not bad. Thank God. We you were... know what it's like. Australians feel a sense of outrage if we mm. don't get. I don't know why we feel like we're in. Like it's the G20 political <laughs> summit. Do you totally. Know what I mean? It's like we're a big international. And we just player. simply don't care as much as like we're playing Peru. Like they're South American. Like oh my god, there's probably riots on the Peru. street. I mean, you do feel bad. It's like actually like the guys mean missing the penalties. Us. Did you hear what the Australian goalkeeper did? You know the one everyone's loving. Yeah. He went over. He saw a drink bottle, and mm. the it was the Peru keeper's drink bottle. Yeah. And he'd written like um, notes on it. Like about like the what the Australian players do when they're coming in to take penalties, oh, like knowing which way they go. Really, and, like they done research on it. Yes, totally. And he so he picked it up and threw it over the fence. <laughs> you can watch it. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, because they were playing games with each other. Like t- uh, the Peruvian goalie took ages mm. to like get in one of our players' head. Yeah, and then our goalie took ages as well. It's like all mind games. It's like so nerve wracking. It is as nerve wracking as anything gets. Like to- you're just actually a fucking national pariah if you miss and then you don't get through. Well, it's all. It's like I know a few people that have been keepers in the world of soccer, and I'm like, how do you yes. deal with the pressure? And oh, they've got all these bullshit little like the things keepers- they tell themselves where they're like, oh, if if I missed it, don't I, don't forget it got past the other ten guys first before it got. And it's like, no, it did. <laughs> it's like your job is that you have to totally. stop it. All we see is you diving and yeah. does it go in or does it not go in? I would push back on that a little bit though because I feel like in the penalties, the guy should score. Well, that's why so it's, it's so like interesting because it's like you who can't is lose. the pressure on? The pressure's on the person taking it absolutely. Yeah, but there is pressure on you because if they have five shots, you should stop too. No. You don't think? Disagree. So if, you stop if you're a professional a football player... You should be slotting a penalty every single time, and it's more about the people kicking its like psychology and them fucking up and stuff. Mm. I don't think there's an obligation on the on the goalie at all. 
but then that kind of links into why the goalie can kind of muck around like our guy. I don't even know his name, but he was dancing around well, like he's in the like, wiggles. He's an A-League player. He got he didn't even keep the rest of the game. They yeah, they put him, him in as, to a, do it. as a specialist for... Because he's got a beard. He looks weird. They knew he could <laughs> mess with their heads. Because you think that was the coaching uh, rationale? Well, why he's else got a beard, would he He looks take... weird. Send him in. Why I suppose he was fresh. Take... Yeah. But he's also got the strategy where well, he just he was like... fresh. He's a keeper. <laughs> what if they don't run anywhere? Oh, but they've got to stand there like on alert. Yeah, like, I guess mentally stressed. it's draining, right? Yeah. And I think, was it because of the strategy where he dances around and he puts people off? Well, I guess that had something to do with it. I mean, it looks like a masterstroke now. Well, that's the thing. If you haven't seen it, basically most goalies, when there's a penalty being taken, will stand in the middle and mm. then basically they'll guess. Sometimes they, they put don't their even hands have... up and stuff. Yeah, a bit of like waving the hands around. And basically, they don't have time to, to see where the ball's going and dive. They either dive left or dive mm. right or, like, dive up. Isn't that crazy? That's so they just their have best to, system. Exactly. They just because, guess before they Well, that's what it. I mean. It's like the, the, the onus isn't on them to save it, I don't think. It's mainly on the on the person taking it and mm. trying to slot it. But then this guy, instead of just staying in the middle, yeah, dances around, <laughs> waves his hands around in a kind of silly way and, like, goes over to the left, goes over to the right, and then has the aim of coming back to the middle just before the ball's kicked yeah. and then kind of doing a normal volley thing. because he's already moving, you know? So it's like if he's going to go one way, the momentum's with him. Yeah. Oh, but but that's that's why I didn't like it. Oh. Because originally it wasn't working for the first two. Yeah, but... And then he would... So he'd be over on the left and then he'd come back into the middle and then his momentum was kind of coming over to the right because he's come from the left back to the middle. Yeah. So, for him to dive left was kind of impractical because the momentum was going right. And then the the players would just, yeah, slot it over back where he came from and he kind of couldn't go there in time. And it was like, yeah, oh, man, this, there's like the a... A-League. There's a weakness here. But I think that right. is actually why it's successful because a normal goalie, you look and you're like, fuck, well, you know, do they know what I usually do? I Like, it's, it's, it's all you against yourself. It's, yes. But in this case, you're thinking, okay, is there a gap in this weird dance? Like, well, should I, I go assume... right because the dance yeah, happened exactly. right? It's like, it makes you think but new shit. I assume the players have done their research on the keeper. So yeah. maybe that's why they wheeled him out. Like, they yeah. just had no one, no one had a clue. They're like, totally. he's dancing. They're, they don't know what dancing means. Yeah, exactly. They don't have, they don't, haven't done A-leg stats. I Can think... you, you imagine the pressure? Like, I don't think there would be any other situation you could be in that would mm. be as high pressure as being involved in a penalty shootout in a World Cup qualifier. I guess maybe being in a World Cup final would yeah. be the only other thing. In a penalty shootout yeah. as well. Just pressure on you. It's like you say about golf, like it's the gaps. It's like your head would be hurting with oh, the pressure. It's crazy. You How know would the, you do it? The other perspective, though, that it made me think about, we've talked about this on, on this podcast before, I think the other reason that he's dancing out there mm. is he's trying to become a meme. This is how memeable mm, our yeah, sports true. are these these days. And if it's successful, then he's like yeah, a he's famous huge. meme. He's huge. Yeah, he gets exactly. like sponsorship deals. He's, he's like doing the, the swimmer badger. turning around after the uh, yeah. trying to be cute after they win the gold. Do you remember that hurdler that did a dance? Same thing. Just did a dance oh. when they, you know, when athletics is happening and they go person to person when they're calling their names. Yes, out. she would just dance. Yes, and she was like very cute and totally. stuff. And she became cute. But this was probably a decade ago. Now she's probably just too early to cap- capitalise mm. on that. But she would dance and she kind of went viral in yes. the early days of viral. Totally. Like, because she's dancing. Yeah. It's exactly what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. My problem with it, though, mm. is that You I've... can't have a problem. He got us into the no, World No, I do have a problem. And it's a more general problem with the wiggles. The, yeah. wi- the wigglification of our society. Is this a bit? This sounds like a bit. The wiggles are coming back. The Wiggles won the fucking hottest 100. They were on stage with Kid Leroy the they other night. They were on the ca- stage with Kid Leroy the other night. 
that like Lil Nas X is like asking for the Wiggles no. to open for him, and they're like, "Yeah, let's get involved." You know, quite then frankly, this guy's doing Wiggle impressions in sport. It's like that was the Wiggleification of the arts. Was it a That's Wiggle impression? Of, he was doing. He was called the Grey Wiggle. That's what oh. they. That's his new nickname. Oh. And then the Wiggles are like doing like a dedication to him as well. It's like the it's, it speaks to the infantilization of our society that the Wiggles are so embraced by adults in sport, you know, in what, music. It's just because it's like one thing we all had it in our childhood, right? So it's just one thing that we all agree. Like normally we're all yeah. so opposed on everything, but we can all agree that we like the Wiggles. Yeah, it's pathetic. It's like was well, the Wiggles Tame Impala cover really the best song? <laughs> No, it was so average. It's just you want to be sucking like, your thumb uh, like a three-year-old again. You yeah, fucking it nostalgia. feels warm because my parents liked me and they took me to a Wiggles show <laughs> exactly. and it makes me feel good. Grow up. Actually, You're an up. adult with responsibilities. Dude, Embrace I, it or die. I think it's lame. I think it's so lame <laughs> it's to be- so pathetic. I, I'm anti-Wiggle. Me too. Fuck them. Like, I, I do agree they had their place, but it's like to be an adult and, oh, and be the, like- I'm saying fuck them if you're five and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If oh, you're no, three no, or no. four. At ten, you could- Oh, no, you wouldn't I be. I was over it at five. At ten, you'd be like, they're the lamest. Oh, time. I think it's- Okay, six, I'll give- Up, up till six. You Seven, I was already into kind of Dragon Ball Z or something, yeah, weren't we? Pokemon. Yeah. You're trading Pokemon you cards serious? at that point. Like, just- them in colours going like fruit salad, yummy, yummy. That's yeah, a baby. Pathetic. You're being a baby. It's, it's pathetic. And now they're doing adult shows. You should be one where to people eat go a steak. to adult shows. Yeah, like, when you're seven, you should want to eat. Like, give a me a steak. full chicken, <laughs> fruit salad, fruit no, salad, no, no, not no. yummy, yummy. <laughs> I want, I want something sautéed. Like, I'm an adult. I want to wag you, and I want it rare. I want dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think, yeah, I think if you're an adult, it's got it. It. It shows a lot about your depth if you're still pro wiggle. It's like the Disneyfication of shit. Everyone like people are into Disney and Marvel. Like I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm. But like this is even further back. You can argue that even teenagers, I suppose, are quite right to be into Marvel stuff and into yeah, comics. Yeah, but Marvel also gives you more as an adult. Like they've adjusted their storylines to kind of you know, and it's like it's at least for up. teenagers. You could make an argument that the if- adults also shouldn't be into that, which I would make interesting, but. At least teenagers, yes, there, there are themes that are only appropriate for like fifteen-year-olds. But the Wiggles, That's so young, it's like up there's a big red car. But maybe Tom and I haven't thought about this. Has just occurred to me then. Maybe the Wiggles aren't aren't popping with their key markets anymore. Maybe the kids aren't pro Wiggle anymore. I don't know. I totally. don't know what's going on at the Westfield oh shows. God. But maybe the kids aren't coming out anymore. So it's like we've got to go for nostalgia. So we're going back to our base, mm-hmm. which because we've been huge for so long. And maybe mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. Because how else do you explain? What is it in... What's in it for them besides appearance fees? Aren't they billionaires? They're so rich. I think they're like billionaires. I think they're some of the most uh, like rich Australian artists. I think money. Are they big in the States? I think they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what made them really rich. They used to be... I think it was called the Cockroaches. They used to be in a band Mm -hmm. uh, at uni, and then they decided to get into children's entertainment. I imagine there would be some sort... Some part of them, at least the original members, because the newer people, I think they're all kind of musical theatre vibes. Um, One of them's an opera singer. They're kind of... They're contractors. They know what they're getting into. Mm. But the guys at the beginning, I think they thought of themselves as a bit of a rock band for adults. Mm. And now, like, later in they life- They thought they were doing it both ways. They've made like their the money. Simpsons. They <laughs> thought they were the Simpsons. <laughs> There's so jokes for adults as well. Layered, yeah. Yeah. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. We're talking about exactly. pussy. That's really what we're talking about. <laughs> Captain Feathersword, ticklish, you know, it's sexual. It's BDSM, all right? We tie them up, we tickle, they come. That's what it's about. The kids don't know that. <laughs> Sim at the back trying to convince it's both. 
I'm fuckable, right? I haven't like sold my. I'm not like we're, childish. We're actually like sex symbols, right? Seriously, we're going to be opening for rappers one day. <laughs> People would have laughed at them. The biggest rapper in the world will have us open. <laughs> I don't know. We'll win the hottest 100. <laughs> it's actually like living in topsy turvy. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah, nostalgia is so in now because I don't know, I guess because of COVID or whatever, that's what we're. Re- and you like, know what? Back in the day, like, nostalgia wasn't as in. That's why I miss back in the day. Mm. We when were nostalgia looking, was like, I'm we being were ironic. looking forward. Do you understand what I'm doing? Here? Oh wait, yeah, I'm being nostalgic yeah. about a lack of nostalgia. <laughs> it's actually quite clever what I'm doing. So if it could be recognised for even just one second, I think it would be much appreciated. Thank you. I'm going to do an apology next week. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for um, not getting Tom's very funny joke about nostalgia. It's actually extremely. Cl- it's the cleverest clever thing. stuff. And I think if he does challenge Spanion to a duel, it should be on nostalgia, naming nostalgic things. No, just having ironic jokes where you're calling something out, but you're also doing it in the calling out of it. So it shows uh, um, a, a, a perspective about your own behavior. Tom is also cast in the next season of Love on the Spectrum. <laughs> just called Spectrum. <laughs> it's no a documentary. <laughs> just on one man. Um, yeah, that's... that's um, that's something, the Wiggles. I hadn't been thinking about the Wiggles at all. But, yeah, fuck that. It's just another example of, wi- cause of Wiggle. It's like, but is that all we have as... Because I don't know in a... You said Little Nas is pro-Wiggle. Yeah, he wants... He but thinks American, he's being funny. It just so. seems like a lame thing Australians do that we're proud of. You know, like when people are like, I love going to Bunnings and getting the sausage sizzle. That's what oh. it means to be an Australian. Democracy sausage. Yeah, exactly. Which, don't get me wrong. I had a sausage when I voted. Yeah, but year. don't but I was talk there. about it like it's some interesting thing. It's just, Exactly. Oh, it's but that's so kind of lame. what the Wiggles is like. No, it, but it doesn't have to be. That's the thing. That's, that's what I agree is happening. That people are voting for them ironically. Lil Nas X is kind of, t- he's kind of very of the now. He's tapped into this kind of mm. irony that's associated with um, youth, not even youth, like baby culture. He's tapping into baby culture. <laughs> baby kid is baby culture. <laughs> it's baby culture. <laughs> and he's tapping into baby culture in a kind of an ironic way. But I think that, I suppose some of those things are funny at the beginning. But then they become co-opted by lamer people. And then they become kind of like an in-joke that people are trying to, signal that they're part of the cool club by it saying and then years go by and then it becomes this very lame thing maybe democracy sausage was kind of like a, a it normal thing to cool. say well it might have been like a nice i don't know it is nice that we i, I mean I'm it t- is it's something it's a nice thing it's a nice thing it raises if you said to your neighbor school. oh my god i know i'm gonna get a democracy sausage that's like a normal thing, but like putting it on social media like, oh, like oh, the person that created the website tracking the sausages it's like, give me a break. Come on. You give me a break. What? The website? Have you seen that website? No. So, you can go on and find polling stations with the best sausage sizzles, like, around your city that you live in. I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> I'm going to find the person responsible and that's, for that. And people, and would, descri- the people would be like, describe what it means to be an Australian, and they would say that, like, logging on to find the best sausage. Exactly. Like, just have a barbecue at home. It is just such a new country. We have and nothing, and that's grasping. why these wiggles. That's honestly it. But we do have something. We have an attitude. We have a we've kind of an attitude problem. We have, we've got a laconic <laughs> and kind of um, fun-loving and relaxed attitude. And why can't that be enough? It doesn't have to be a thing. People need it for it to be a thing. Mm. It can it's be like, an approach. It's like Melbourne. You know, their thing is the the nightlife, the culture. That's the vibe. Sydney's the beaches, the beauty. You know? Sure. But it seems like all Australia is looking for a tangible thing. But then, yeah, it could be... That's right. It could just be a vibe. It's a vibe. And it, and the vibe is not wiggling. <laughs> it's not this. A podcast has changed my life. 
Yes, nice to be back. Come on, sit down, tuck in. 